Hello and welcome to When I Found Grace podcast. So when good things happen to us, should we share that with others? Coming up next. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. By grace you faith. And welcome back to another episode of When I Found Grace. So today we have a question that was presented to me, and I thought this would be a great one to share and even talk about, because I think the question is coming from a genuine uh, position and one of just kind of wanting to know uh, what what should we do about it? So, the question was presented like this. This person said, As I study the book of Matthew, I noticed that Jesus told the man he healed with leprosy not to tell anyone. And another time when he healed the blind man. Why doesn't Jesus want anyone to know? Yet we're supposed to glorify God when miraculous things happen to us? or any good things happen to us for that matter. Jesus has done many miraculous things in my life, and I praise him and give testimony each time I have the opportunity to declare his goodness to anyone, friends, family, women in my church, or strangers who seek God. And so the the question here is, is why is Jesus telling them not to share good things that have happened with other people? And so as we as we look at this and and so first I want to look at at the circumstances or or maybe even these verses that are surrounding these this question because in Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 through 4 it says this when Jesus came down from the mountain large crowds followed him and a leper came to him and bowed down before him and said lord if you are willing you can make me clean And Jesus stretched out his hand and he touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest and present the offering that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. And so in this story, this leper comes now, see, in, in the law, you're not supposed to touch a leper and then because then you would be declared unclean. And so so this leper is asking him, Lord, make make me clean, make me clean. And so Jesus does it and and according to the law, when you are, you're supposed to go and, and present yourself to the priest and they're supposed to examine you and declare if you're clean or not. There's some other things that go along with it uh, as well, but we won't get into that. But Jesus here, he heals him, and the man was cleansed of his leprosy. But Jesus says, see that you tell no one. And so kind of saying, don't, don't tell, tell anybody about this. The, the next story is in the next chapter, Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 through 31. It says, as Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, crying out, Have mercy on us, son of David. And when he entered the house, the blind men came up to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. 
And then he touched their eyes, saying, It shall be done to you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and they spread the news about him throughout all that land. And so those are the two stories, the, the question at, at hand, where he, he says, as he heals them, he says, don't, don't tell anybody. Don't, don't make this known. Now, there's, there's one other time, another interaction where Jesus does allude to this idea and this thought. And that's found in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And this one probably is more commonly known. But it does say in John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to his servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. So Jesus is is basically saying here, uh, look, I don't want this to be known. I don't want myself to be known right now. My hour has not yet come. And, and I think this is a both kind of a helping to support what these other two things are are saying and, and the questions revolving around it, but also to help answer these things as well. And I, I say that because um, there's, there's one instance, actually there's, there's a couple, but one that I'm, I'm going to, to point out that I think is important to note as well and why Jesus says, hey, don't, don't say anything. In John chapter 6, verses 12 through 15, this is right after Jesus had, had fed the 5,000 and miraculously done this. And, and so in, in John chapter 6, verse 12, it says, When they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments so that nothing will be lost. And so they gathered them up and they filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. And therefore, when the people saw that the sign which he had performed, they said, This is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. And so Jesus, perceiving that they were intending to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself alone. And now in, in this story, it it gives us really that, that clear idea of why Jesus didn't want to be made known yet, because he knew the heart of people. He knew that they would want to make him king. He knew that his purpose here was to come to set the people and the captives free spiritually, that he was coming to die, to be the sacrifice for our sins. But when people saw him and would realize who he was, then what they would want is for him to become their king physically, for him to deliver them from Rome, to be their their savior uh, in a physical sense, not so much the spiritual sense. But but Jesus knew his purpose and why he was here. Just like he told his mom, look, my time hasn't come yet. My time to reveal myself hasn't come. And, and, and we see that the heart of the people, when they saw this uh, miracle, they wanted to make him king. They wanted to bring him and, and put him in a position that he didn't come to be in, 
this time around. Now, there will be a time where Jesus comes and he does want to be king, and he will be, but not this time. And so, so then the, the question is, is though, and, and I think it still is a fair and good question is, well, what about the good things that happen to us today? Should we share? Should we share that with other people? And uh, the, the quick answer is yes, absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to point out a couple more scriptures for you. And I hope this is to clear up some any some confusion or, or any confusion at that so that we would understand what we should be doing, especially when good things happen to us. Now, we're not talking about the gospel, right? We're told we should be preaching the gospel. In fact, Jesus was was preaching repentance in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, same with John. They, they were preaching and the kingdom of heaven and repentance. That's that's what they were preaching. Uh, and so, of course, those are things that we are are preaching. In fact, the Bible says, be ready in season and out of season uh, to give a defense of the hope that's in you. Uh, and so we should always be prepared with that hope, with, with this gospel message in our hearts that, boy, we want to see people get saved. But then, there are things that are really good that happen to us. And sometimes mm, we really don't want to share it because we feel like that we're bragging. Uh, some people don't want to share things because maybe they've seen other people go through this, not with the same outcome. But here's what, here's what the Bible does say. Uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Verses 3 through 7, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. Or if we're comforted, it is for your comfort, which is effective in the patient enduring of the same suffering, which we also suffer. And our hope for you is firmly grounded, knowing that as you are sharers of our sufferings, so also you are sharers of our comfort. Now, of course, a lot of this has to do with suffering, but but in it, Paul is talking about comfort and comforting one another. Some of us have been uh, through some really dark, dark places and some difficult things, but we've been comforted. In fact, we've had people that have walked through us during those difficult, dark times, people that have loved on us, people that really were instrumental in helping us come out of that and come out the other side still alive, right? Now, when we're going through it, and there's a lot of people that are going through the same thing that we're going through, they feel hopeless. They feel like, man, this is, there's no way out of this. I can't, I don't, I don't know, I can't see any way that this is going to be redeemable. But see, you've gone through that. You have something good to share. You have the comfort that you've been comforted with, that you are able to go and share with somebody else and comfort them in their time time of need. And just like all these stories, there was, there was always something that was needed. There was always a trouble that was coming 
and Jesus, or that was there. And then Jesus brought them out of there. Jesus delivered them from that. But the thing is, is, is sometimes when we haven't been delivered yet, we feel like that there is no deliverance even on the horizon. But Paul says, no, comfort each other with the same comfort that you were given. Walk through with others. Walk through them through these difficulties that they may be blessed just like you were blessed. And then, and then Paul does also say this to the Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verses 17 through 18. He says, but even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. You too, I urge you, rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. Share your joy with me. So, of course, when good things happen, when we are joyful, when, when things happen, we are to share them with each other. We are to rejoice with one another, not to hold it back and, and just, you know, ah, I had something happen, but I'm not going to share it. No, rejoice together and share in that. Because that's what the body of Christ is for, is to support one another, to, to love one another, to, to share, even in the sufferings, but, but not just the sufferings, but to share in the joy, to share in the comfort. And if we don't share these things with others, then, then we feel hopeless, like there is no hope. I think one of the best things that, that we can have, maybe it, it seems painful at the time, but when we hear somebody who was who's been redeemed or or somebody who's been brought out of a very difficult time. We shouldn't feel ashamed. No, no, we should feel that we enabled and empowered to be able to share that same comfort and that same joy with others that are going through difficult times so that there can be a hope in their life. And maybe this is just as much of an encouragement for those that are going through difficulties as well. That, that you need to know that people are going to come alongside you to comfort you. People are going to come alongside you to help bring you joy. And maybe you won't recognize it right away. Maybe you won't see all the good things that, that will come. But yet you, you are going to be comforted. You are going to feel the same joy that somebody else is feeling right now. Because as long as you stay in Christ Jesus, and Christ would have us through his word to allow people to share with us, because that is so, so important that we can share with one another, and even in our afflictions, even in our comforts. And so I hope that you're able to better understand that as a body of Christ, we are to share with each other the comfort and the joy that we have so that we can share that with others. So I hope that you're blessed and that if you've been blessed in a tremendous way, that you're able to go and share that blessing with somebody else. Have such a wonderful week and God bless. Say